Welcome out, everybody, to the Teen Army America podcast. This is episode number 37, and we are coming to you on February the 4th, 2018, on the 7-year anniversary of one of the greatest Premier League matches of all time, Newcastle 4, Arsenal 4, with Teote's Wonders Equalizer. And um, I don't know about you guys, but that's one of my favorite all-time calls in terms of a, a goal being scored. That's up there with Aguero's winner for the for the Premier League, but that one will also hold a uh, a much warmer place in my heart. Joining me this week, we have Tony from Toonami St. Louis. Holler. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking uh, a Treehouse. I'm drinking Julius. That's such a great beer. It is really... <laughs> such a great beer. I had one left, and I thought, what the hell? This is a good time to do it. Sure. And... Uh, we have Beardy from Toon Army, Ohio, the great town of Youngstown. Good evening, everybody. And uh, what are you uh, sipping on tonight? Uh, antibiotics. I haven't drank in about a week. Oh, boo. I understand. I know. I'll be back soon. <laughs> All right, that's good. Well, I'll, I'll be heading to a, uh, a microbrewery up in Cleveland, of which the name I cannot remember. But I'll be heading up there Saturday, and I'll let you know how that goes. Fatheads, Thirsty Dog. Neither of them. This is actually one that I've never heard of. It's it's down in the flats. It's in the warehouse district I've never been to. You will have to let us know how it is. Will do. I'm trying something new tonight. Bourbon? No, not bourbon. Although I probably should. No, I'm uh, I'm trying a new beer tonight. You might know what it is. I got, I got two cans of M43, and this is my first one. And you guys will get my first taste on the pod. And first pour. Don't over pour it. Mm, perfect. Not too heady. All right, Tony, I agree with you. Okay, see, good, good, good. It's I a lo- bit. I looked back bit- today and I gave it like a three point seven five. Did you? I wouldn't give it that. Uh, I'd probably give it like a four. It's a lot more, a lot more citrusy than I'm normally used to for an IPA of this style. But it, uh, my coworker described it as being like one lo- one like one notch below other half treehouse narrow gauge and i can completely agree with that one that's good i don't really like other half but the hey whatever to each their own yeah hey so let's talk about the elephant in the room for a second what's that where the fuck have we been for eight months <laughs> no no we where, have where the fuck we've have we been, been lazy for eight months i mean we have we've been, been lazy some bad podcasters um yes we have been holy shit so we've uh been trying to get this back together editing has been sort of the pain in our ass since we uh Started doing this, people's lives like Adams got busier, so editing became harder and harder to do. And yeah, so hopefully we've we can get the editing under control. We have a new person editing for us tonight. We'll give a shout out to Aiden, who will be editing this later. But we want to give a shout out to him since he uh, has taken his time to edit one for us to see how it takes. And um, hopefully we'll be back with you guys. More frequently than we're doing before. Yeah, let's let's oh. definitely do this more often. And my cat decided to wake up. Do you have a fourth Ow, she's bit me. Fuck. <laughs> oh, this bitch. She's bit my hand. Anyway, so elephant in the room has been addressed. Sorry to all the people out there that actually listened before. Hopefully you continue to listen Yeah. going forward. Yeah, let's hope that we can do this more often because I don't know about you, but I really enjoy doing this. Ditto. Double ditto. So since we've last talked, I think, am I the only one that's gone over for a match? Dude, I don't even know the last time we talked. So, so I think we've been relegated <laughs> and promoted since the last time we talked. It's been a long time. Let's just say that 
We've both been over since we probably last talked. I don't even know. <laughs> I think, I, I, think, think so. I feel like we've recorded a couple and never put them out because the editing just never got done and it wasn't timely. No, it wasn't. So I think I think it was so, the timely thing rather than the not edited part. Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Tony, you've been over for a match. It was last December. I'm sure we've podcasted last since December. then. I don't honestly fucking know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No idea. And the end of your night turned into kind of disastrous and being lost in Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just followed a bunch of people. got me back to where I needed to go. So that was luck. That's good. And Beardy, we need to get you over for a match. It's it's in the works. Last year it was supposed to happen, but due to some ailment and injury, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't in the cards. Understandable. Yeah. We'll have to get you over for a match and... Consume consume many a beer. We'll be over in Chicago. Though, yes, coming up soon. Oh yeah, Adam. Why don't you plug your thing? You're probably gonna wait to the end, but let's just plug it now. Yeah, for those people that live stateside. Yeah, for anyone who's in the, in the U.S. or planning on coming to the U.S. anytime soon, myself and the rest of Toonami Chicago are hosting this year's uh, national meetup for Toonami America at our home pub, AJ Hudson's. It'll be for the Everton away match and. Due to Premier League and Sky not releasing their dates for April yet, we're just saying it'll be the weekend of April 20th through the 22nd. So if you want to try to plan around Sky's schedule, I would assume come in sometime Friday. I know a few people are taking the day off, and I probably will too to to greet people. And um, sometime over the weekend will be the match, and then fly home on Sunday or Monday. And in between, there'll be many a beers consumed and we'll just have a good old time in Chicago. So, Yeah, and anyone listening, Adam doesn't know this yet, but we're going to go some brewery hopping, and then we're going to have a huge-ass bottle share. So, oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. So if anyone is into the craft beer thing, we're going to be doing something. I'm hoping the game's Sunday, if I'm being honest. I'm hoping the game's Sunday. It gives, me <laughs> all, gives us time on Saturday to really get into what's important, and that's beer sharing. Hell, even... Even if the game's on Saturday morning, we can still go brewery hopping afterwards. Sure. That's true. Let's hope for the 6.30 match. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a very fun weekend for all involved. Any talks of a uh, pickup game yep. schedule by any chance? Um, I have not. I, I've been waiting to see what what the TV schedule is going to be before I, I reach out to um, any facilities. The one I'm looking at right now is a place called Chicago Futsal Academy. So they do. They've got five aside fields there, and they also have uh, footy billiards. Okay, well, that's, that sounds. So for for those who don't want to play pickup games, we can always do. Uh, they can always not brewery hop with me, or they've got a bar there too. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 breweries are you prioritizing on this trip, then, Tony? Let's wait for another podcast. We can we can get into that. Let's let's get into this stuff so I don't go off on a tangent. Okay, let's not do that. Um, so since we've done this last, I've gone over for two matches, and I met Rob Elliott, so that's always good, too. Certainly. More time to meet him now since he hasn't seen the field in probably a month or so. Yeah, I saw him right right after he, had, he was injured. I don't know how I ended up doing this, but a, a friend of one of my friends has a box at St. James Park, and um, Cindy and I went over for the Brighton home game, and he was sitting two boxes down from us, so I went over, said hello, got a quick picture, and got a ticket sub-autographed, so it was a good time. Very nice. Seems like seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Like I reached out to him, showed the picture on on, on uh, Twitter afterwards. He's like, I'm, I hope you enjoyed your trip, and he was very personable when when I met him. And I've I've heard that he's a, a great guy from other people, and he just lived up to it. So, Rob Elliott, if you're listening, thanks again. If he's listening. If he's listening. <laughs> 
So let's jump into recent news. We've got, uh, we're just coming off the January transfer window, and for a long time, it looked like, it looked like it, uh, like nothing was going to happen, but, uh, I don't know if uh, Rafa finally lit a candle under uh, Mike Ashley and Lee Charnley's collective asses and got them in gear or what, but we finally got Kennedy on loan from Chelsea and uh, on deadline day got uh, both Islam Slimani and Martin Dubravka from Leicester and Sparta Prague also on loan respectively. How long did you take to practice that what, that goalie's name? No, that was the first time. Well done. Well done. That was courageous to not practice. <laughs> I hope it's right. It sounded right. And then also on deadline day, do we send all of you? We send everybody out like from the first team on, out on loan on deadline day as well, didn't we? Basically. It seemed that way. Yeah. Rolando Aarons went out on loan to Hayes Verona. We had Mitrovic out to Fulham. Mitro went out to Fulham, although that was supposed to be to Anderlecht first, but that fell through. Right. Have you seen the picture of him holding up the jersey when he finally... Confirmed the signing. He was almost excited as callback. He looked tired, man. He looked tired on the field. I saw I saw some on-field pictures from his debut. He came on as a sub for Fulham, and he looked just wouldn't say exhausted. He just looked nonchalant. He uh, he looked a, a step or two out of sync with everybody else. I did end up watching that match. That happens when you get iced out of the team first team play for four months or however long yeah. it's been. Speaking of getting iced out. Jack Colback also went out and loaned to Nottingham Forest and played the full 90 that game, and he actually looked damn good, too. It's championship level, I hope so. Exactly. And for once, he was actually not making passes, you know, three to five yards. He was making 10, 15-yard passes and actually was fairly accurate and didn't get carded. As long as he doesn't play for us again, good for him. Exactly. Who did they play? No, it was uh, against Fulham. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that was the only reason I, I had any interest in watching it. I wanted to see how both of them got on. Uh, we also sent out Freddie Woodman on loan to Aberdeen, and that's a long time coming. For someone who's as talented as he is, he needs some regular first-team football to to really hone his craft that much more. Yeah, and I think with uh, in the case of Woodman, who is not going to see the field anytime soon for us, we know how much we love to play our youth players in the system, but it'll be good for him. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, he's almost there, but not quite yet, and he just needs some some more first thing football that we can't provide because he's not gonna he's not really going to improve himself just playing for the U twenty threes. It's just not going to happen. Then we had a few other youth players come back in and then go straight back out on loans. Adam Armstrong again. Yeah, yeah, Armstrong, Sterry, uh, a couple others that I'm forgetting, but. Uh, the other one that also went out on loan from the first team was Henri Save to Sivaspor in Turkey. I'm not sure if we'll see him again, to be honest. I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we will, because I think his deal has an option to buy, and I have a strange feeling that uh, we're not going to see him again. I don't think we're going to see any of these players again. I think the, I think we'll see Except possibly Aarons and maybe Woodman, but I don't think we'll see Mitchell Colback or Save again. I'll still hold out hope on Mitchell. Hold tight. Colback, not a chance. Colback doesn't stand a chance. There were some reports that Colback refused a loan move to Hull for saying it was too far south. <laughs> so he ends up in Nottingham. Because that's closer. <laughs> he was never the brightest. We never we never said he was a bird scholar. <laughs> the red clashes with his ginger hair. God, he looked miserable in that baby photo. Yes, yes, that was a fantastic picture. It was it was definitely uh, on the same level as Sissoko's team picture when he was still with us before we sold him to Spurs. And we're still counting the money. I mean, it is now. I look back and I think it's hilarious. 
You're fucking miserable, you stupid ass. We're we're still getting payments in from that one, so we're counting it every year. <laughs> right. That's true. Just like Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> That's never gonna get old. We are the Mets of England. <laughs> so for those who are not aware, we uh we're uh getting over the biggest spectacle in American sports, and I'll let Tony pronounce it because he does it the best. Super Bowl. It was actually a good game, and I'm trying to figure out how would we describe Philadelphia fans to people of England? Millwall. Millwall, yep. Millwall with five million of them. <laughs> I was thinking, like, who is most hated of among all of England? I could The only two I could think of were either Millwall or Leeds. And I was, I was leaning more towards Leeds being a closer equivalent because... Well, when was the last time Millwall won anything? <laughs> or come even close? That's, yeah. You can make the same argument for uh, Philadelphia. With how, rowdy, with how rowdy their fans are, Millwall's a pretty decent equivalent. Even for a big enough club as Newcastle, I had I, I, I dreaded going to the den last year. We won that game, though, didn't we? Didn't we walk away, I think, with a comfortable 2-0? Against Leeds? I don't think we did. No, no wall. No wall. We went to the den. When did we go to the den? Oh, that's right. They they got promoted last year. They just got promoted. Yeah, they got promoted from League One last year. Now there'll be another Northeast team playing them soon. Not us. It's true. They're pretty bad. But they're playing them this year. No walls up in the championship this year. I know. They play in early March. How do you know that? We keep tabs (laughs) on the league that we might end up back in. No, I'm looking at other things to do while I'm in England on my next trip over, and that was one of the things I looked at. Fuck, let's move on. Let's talk about Crystal Palace. That was a great game. (laughs) Again, we got hosed by referees, and for once, it actually wasn't Andre Mariner. Refereeing was bad overall the whole weekend. It was. No. It wasn't even just our game. Yeah, Liverpool Spurs. The penalties fall in that game. This is one of those times where I wish we had OG on, because I would love to debate the whether or not the assistant referee should have made that penalty call because he had no business making it. I mean, he had a perfect view of it. He saw him pull him. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it's that's a that's at the referee's discretion. That's not something that the assistant should be making. That's not his call. I mean, not on not on a penalty situation. No way. Do, do you say that in confidence? You know how they're supposed to work? Or are you just saying in your opinion that's not his call to make? In my opinion, that's not his call to make. I think if the center referee has a has a clear view of it, which it was pretty, Mariner it was pretty had. clear from the opposite view that you could see him pulling him. He had a perfect view of it. I'm not saying I mean most of the time that's never called. So I won't debate that that it was like inconsistent, <laughs> but he clearly saw him pull it on his jersey. It was clear as day on the reverse angle. Yeah, and it was it's still the softest penalty you can get. No I mean, doubt about it. When you think about how many times how many times that shirt tugging goes on in the penalty area, be it on a set piece or a cross or anything like that, and for us to get that called against Let's us. Let's just say if it was if roles are reversed That's that's absurd. We would have, and it did get called. We would have been bitching because it wasn't called. He was getting pulled on. That's the way I approach it. It's like, yeah, it sucks and it was a soft penalty, but Push comes to shove, we would be bitching the same way if it was if rules are reversed. If I'm the striker in that situation, if that's not called, I I rarely see a, a striker whine and bitch and moan and complain about that, unless unless it clearly impedes him from getting to the ball, which that one didn't, even despite how much of a jersey he got. There's no way he was going to get to that ball either way. I mean, he was going. 
He was going up for a header. Exactly. Oh. That's there's no way he's getting to that. That's like a pass interference call coming in on a overthrown ball. He had no chance. And furthermore, like Benteke is going to finish it anyway. <laughs> yeah, even if he does get he's a header, it's going over the bar for a goal kick. I mean, he had that he had that sitter from like four yards that landed on his chest and he couldn't do anything. It, it <laughs> went bank sideways off of him. It's awful. Yeah, we in the end we were very lucky to get out of there with one point. Yeah, yeah, we looked awful the second half. Yeah, it was we 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 just let Palace run circles around us, and I was I was I knew they had speed, but damn, the chances dried up come second half. First half, I thought we looked. Uh, Pretty, pretty legitimate. We had um, better possession. Perez had that good. We had Perez had that possession. good chance off a of Yedlin cross, um, which Hennessy made a good save on. Diame found good space. That was a good finish by him too. Good reaction. Yeah, that was awful set piece defending from Palace too. Yeah, man marking. There's no way you should let a, a ball at, at shin height get through four people. But it did, and Diame was there to clean it up. Yep, and a good finish in the end. It was. I think one thing I've noticed from. The last two games is just how much of a difference Kennedy makes in the lineup. Yeah, and how and how much of a funk Atsu's in. Atsu's in a funk. I think Kennedy could help pull him out. I I think he has to. Uh, what is Kennedy going to put a right foot on Atsu? Because unless someone puts a right foot on Atsu, he's just got speed. He has no right foot whatsoever. Kennedy doesn't either. Watching Atsu try to have the ball in his right foot and try to shoot, he tries to go back to his left, and he he gets closed down. Happened like two times. With Atsu's with Atsu's speed uh, and granted a lack of size, but a player like him, that this and should I say this, the man needs to be put in a striker, in my eyes, and brought him brought in off the left side of the midfield. Do you think that Atsu should be more as a replacement for Perez in in those situations rather than as a replacement on the wing? I would say so. Or no, because he doesn't have a right foot. Or just a healthy replacement between him and Gale. They should be the rotation at striker until Slamani's healthy. Apostle's got to go. <laughs> Talk about a waste of space, oh waste gosh. of size. I'm going I'm to let you two continue this conversation about Atsu being a striker. Let me know when you're done. And then when we get back to the real conversation, let me know. Oh, I'm good. I, I'm okay. I, no, I'm not. I, that, that's a, I'm trying to work with what's available on this team here. There's not much left. This seems to be a recurring theme in our podcast of trying to figure out what what we can do with what we have. This has been a yeah. This has been a very common theme since episode one. It's true. Hopefully, those days will change soon. Yeah, very soon. And the only way that's going to happen is if Mike Ashley finally gets off of his ass and stops slandering people who want to buy his club and saying it's a waste of time when he barely talks to him. Yeah. Well, let's just hope the next time it's brought up, it means it's sold. And everyone's super quiet behind the scenes and just gets the deal done. I don't really care to hear about it until it, they say it's sold. Did anybody um, listen to that full podcast from the True Faith, the presser forum? I did not. I have started it and, well, I only have a 15-minute commute, so it takes a lot of commutes <laughs> to listen to it. Even at one and a half speed? Even at one and a half speed, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, um, I think I got through most of it. I got through probably about an hour and a half of the two and a half hours it was. And uh, there seemed to be a, a very recurring theme in that one that we already know of. Basically, for too long, didn't listen for those who didn't. If you have time, after our podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Basically, is Mike actually has no business owning a football club, which we already knew. But it's time and time again where he proves it over and over and over again that he, to, in my eyes, he's just a, he's a very lucky businessman 
And I'm going to say he's lucky because how he operates things on such a, a razor-thin wire. There's no margin for there's, error. There's no margin for error, yet somehow he keeps coming up up roses, and I don't, just don't get it. Because when you look at his, like, the last time I heard, their cash in the bank for Sports Direct was a million pounds. For a company that big, that's like that's like anybody like us having like less than 50 bucks in their banking account. That basically said, that basically tells me if there's, well, I mean, granted through insurance, but if he has any sort of a, a self-caused, you know, disaster or any kind of a, a, a PR nightmare or a legal battle of some kind, I mean, he has to basically just liquidate, you know, some of his assets to, to pay for anything if that's the case. Yeah, and because he's basically said that he he is not liquid. He all of his all of his quote unquote wealth is tied up in 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 other investments and in stock. And there's there's right. no there's no real um, cash that he has left over to invest in anything. So his options right now are sell off any of his real estate holdings, sell off more shares of Sports Direct, or sell part or all of Newcastle. That's all he's got. I don't know what else he has, but. I mean, those are his. Those are only his top options right now. And there's no way he's going to get rid of any Sports Direct stock. No, then he can always fund Sports Direct from selling Newcastle. Exactly. Why? And if it and if he only has a million dollars in operating funds for Sports Direct, well, then it stands to reason that he should take whatever he gets thrown at him for Newcastle at this point. Yeah. That's why. I mean, and it, I don't care how he runs Sports Direct. I just want him to sell the well, team. I mean, when you think about it, like why? The, why? why? Why that? I don't understand that. If he sells the team and puts it in a sports direct, he's just going to put in a stock earnings. He's going to buy more stock. He's going to do the same thing he does now. He's not going to change the way he runs sports direct. If he wanted to have more money in there, he'd have more money in there. Hey, well, I mean, when you think when you think about when you think about the what's been the perceived valuation that he's put on the club, which is somewhere between three hundred fifty and four hundred million pounds, which I think is a bit high given given where where things are right I now. I agree, but he's going to keep the money. That's. A tenth of his net wealth. That's why he's holding out. He's holding out to get his money back. That's crazy. Yeah. So his, I'm presuming yeah, that, that money is. was personal wealth, and that's that's him turning and not and not stock for all basically all the money that's on paper. That's him turning some sort of a profit on him buying the club and the loans that he's he's given. He's loaned out to the club with zero interest. In return, he's reduced the operating uh, employee the employees to a very bare bones squad. They've outsourced everything they possibly could, including the club store, including all of the catering at the at St. James's Park. All of this is stuff that, uh, you know, anywhere else are thriving parts of, of the business that help them create revenue rather than outsourcing it to somebody else. And those, if I remember correctly, the catering contract for, uh, for St. James Park still runs to, um, I believe it's 2020. So that's, that's another thing that's that's going against the club in terms of selling it. Yeah, it's another revenue stream loss. Tangled web that he's weaved himself. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at right now. So the next big concern, uh, Dave, for everybody is going to be, I believe it's this Thursday, the eighth. Is it when the talks are starting or when the talks are ending for the next uh, round of TV bids in England? <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a start, and I think they're supposed to end. Next Tuesday, the thirteenth. So somewhere in between there, we should start seeing news of how much the next round of TV contracts are, are going to be going for, 
and who's going to get them. These are going to be for 2019 through 2022, basically. So up until the year before the World Cup, which doesn't make sense to me. Unless it's for 2019, 2020 through 2022, 2023. Dude, I don't know. I rely on you for that information daily, so I have no fucking clue. I'm just being honest. Are you referring to the American contract? No, the U- the no, the UK contract. I did just recently see that it wasn't Sky. Uh, BBC, I believe, just they, they at least got the uh, the highlights contract. They, they, they have the right to show Premier League highlights through 2021, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that was announced last week from Shear and yeah, that's on a site. that's on a separate deal. Yeah, that that means that uh, match of the day will still continue to go on in in the UK, which is a good thing because it's always three years. Um, if you guys three have ever reveals. seen clips of it or or episodes of it, it's actually a really well put together show. But from what I've been hearing about who's going to bid for these TV contracts, have been uh, the normal players, Sky, BT. I'm not sure if there are any other big. TV providers are going to try and bid for it, but I've also heard people like Facebook and Amazon are, are, and I think maybe Yahoo are trying to bid for streaming rights in the UK. They really are. Yeah. I didn't even bother trying to watch the the UK NFL games that were streamed by Yahoo. Were they as bad as everyone says they were? They were bad. I watched the Cleveland game on the screen when Cleveland played Minnesota over in London. Oh, it was, it was it was rough. It was on a delay. How bad of a delay was it on? It didn't start. It, the The delay wasn't awful from the get go. Um, what would happen was you get you know a freeze for maybe ten to fifteen seconds, and then it would pick you back up where you where you were. <laughs> it didn't just jump you to the live you know to the live moment of the game, so you didn't lose anything. But over time, you'd end up you know ten fifteen minutes behind because you see it so frequently it wasn't a question of our internet connection you know, what we have where i live is is, is decent and that was the only thing running in the house at the time it didn't make any sense the stream was shit wow plus they were using the, the cbs graphics and it just seemed like a convoluted mess I, I i wasn't i wasn't sold god help us if it's yahoo they're the fucking worst do we want people to listen to this podcast we have shit. to talk about Cleveland? god just imagine you have to watch the browns anyway and then you have to watch it on delay Good. Fuck, Good. that's even worse. <laughs> Dog shit. Organizations. Left and right on this podcast. This seems to be another recurring theme. Poorly run organizations. Too much of it. Let's not get Tony started on the Cardinals. Yeah, but they're properly run, though. As much as you hate the Cardinals, Beardy, they make a shit ton of money for being <laughs> a small market team. Anyway, this is not about the Cardinals. I'm trying to keep us on track. I hate, I get off on tangents. Don't get me off on a tangent. Here's the thing is I could talk baseball, but the people who listen from the UK don't want to hear me talk about baseball. Yeah, I'm from the US and I don't want to hear you talk about baseball either. So let's move on. So so where are we, where are we at and what we're supposed to talk about here? Let's see. We've covered Saive. We've covered Coldback. Where we're at in the table. Hey, the table's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you look every five minutes in the live table, you're in a different spot. It's a washing machine. Seriously. <laughs> Just like it was last season that we didn't partake in. Man, I I didn't think that having... I, I really thought that the amount of money that was being injected into the Premier League would really spread things out. Even like throughout the entire table, I thought that things would be pretty well spread out, but it just condensed everything from like... I think last year it was like 10th or 11th all the way down to 17th or 18th. And that didn't get sorted out until early to mid-April. 
And here we are right back at it again. We're 9th through 19th are separated by seven points. Is that even now? What was after the results today? That's after the results today, that Bournemouth's in 9th. Really? It's Bournemouth's the- in 9th, Huddersfield's in 19th. Bournemouth's on 31 points and Huddersfield are on 24. Holy cow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But those of you that have listened since the beginning, Jaunty's one of our contributors, at least in the texting group, and he can't handle the fact that we're that far down. And you have to remind him every day that there's like a difference of seven <laughs> points between nine and 19th. A win against Palace this past weekend would see us waltz right now. A win against Palace or a win against Swansea or a win or taking... Yeah, you know, any any of these draws that we've we've come up with, we turn that into three points, and we're in a much different place than we are right now. Right, we're sitting around ninth and tenth easily. Exactly, we'd be right 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 smack dab at mid table, and this would be a much different conversation right now. You know, the sad thing about Sunday's match, our upcoming game, is it's not so much that it's a home game. We don't play particularly well at home. So the question is, can we keep the goal differential to one or two to keep our goal differential better than everyone else around us? That's my thoughts for Sunday. Is that sad? No. It's but, that's rea- no. but that's reality. I mean, that's just, that is reality. that's just being realistic and practical about it. I would rather see us, if we could get a draw, great. If we could lose by one, even better. I think we... Uh- I think it took up until the Man City game for us to, to concede more than two goals when LaSalle started in the lineup in the league. Yeah, yeah. And this, the crazy stat that I saw today is we sit 10th in the table for goals allowed. Really? Yeah. Wow. There's the top six, and then there's Burnley, and I don't remember the three, but we were 10th. I remember doing the math. We sit 10th in goals allowed. We just can't score fucking goals. That's an an OG, and that's that's having that's having that's having Lascelles right. out and, for six. And OG, and that's when we allowed the majority. OG is very confident in this, and he's he's not here tonight because I don't know he's got allergies or something going on. But he said this. What is his name? Salamani. Salamani. Salamani scores goals, and Lascelles doesn't get injured. We're fine. He is right, and he's absolutely right. If this guy can score, you know, 10 goals in 10 games, or that would help us. And that would probably give us enough points to stay up. And it's not going to take 40 points to stay up this year. No, it's not. It, I think it's going to take... It's going to take like 35 points. I think points. it's going to take 37 or 38 points. No, God, no. 35. Oh, no, no. Think lower. I mean, look how close it is from 7th. All these teams are giving up points to each other. They might win against, you know, the occasional Chelsea who suck right now, or, or the occasional Arsenal that suck right now. But the reality is, is... The bottom teams are just they're getting draws off of each other. Everyone's staying close to one another in the in the in the bottom eleven. <laughs> you know, so it's it's gonna take thirty five points for thirty eight would be ideal. It's gonna take between you know what, you might be right, because I'm looking at last year's table right now, and things did spread out quite a bit in the last six, seven weeks of the season. Hell City went down in thirty four points. Watford were in, were in seventeenth with forty. So, if we're, if it's going to come down to the wire, thirty five, th- somewhere between thirty five and forty points is going to do it. It's just, it's not and, unless something changes and and a, and a few teams go on a tear. It's just I I, I can't see more than thirty five or thirty six keeping people safe because let's face it, Pardew and West Brom are not going to. I mean, they're pretty bad right now. If a few more weeks of them not scoring, getting any points, they're going to be doomed. 
the thing with West Brom that I can't count them out is that they they get results, they get draws. They haven't. They haven't, but they they could. You you know Alan Pardew's their manager, right? You know you know he took over for Pulis. I mean he's he's inherited a mess. He is a mess, inherited a mess. So therefore, continued mess. <laughs> yeah, but there's the, it's not the only mess, and that's that's my point. They're four points from nineteenth. They're seven points between nineteenth and ninth. But that just tells you, like, even four points from, you know, on the, from 19th place. Which is reachable. That's four points they have to overcome. Where are they going to overcome it? I have no idea. <laughs> Here's another thing to consider. Another fun thing to consider. Every other time that party has managed a team, when he's come in, he's, he's had that, that new manager bounce. Right. And he's just ridden that way for a really long time. He doesn't have that, no. He hasn't had that. Yeah. And it's shocking coming from West Brom, too, considering all the... All the players that they brought in over the summer, they brought in some new signings. Now, I don't think Sturridge is enough for them. No, he's not. Not not trying to be the homer, but he would have been better suited coming with us by far. And staying away from I, family. It, just, it was a mi- They do have Chelsea on Monday, next Monday, so there's a good chance they could win. Unless they fire Conte. I mean, they've got Chelsea, Huddersfield, Watford, Leicester, Bournemouth, Burnley, Swansea, Man U, Liverpool. I mean, us, Tottenham. Crystal Palace left. Good luck against Palace. They don't have a lot of winnable games the way they've been playing. I don't know. Anyway, I, it's West Brom. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Let's move on. Fuck that. Let's talk about the rest of our schedule then. So, obviously, this weekend we have uh, Man United at home. And it goes Bournemouth away, Liverpool away, Southampton home, Spurs away, although that one will probably get moved. Huddersfield at home, Leicester away, Arsenal home, Everton away. That'll be the national meetup. West Brom home, Watford away, and Chelsea at home. I mean, here's the thing. We don't concede a lot of goals. No. We sit mid-table on goals. If we can keep that that trend the same and score, I guess the stat was we're scoring like one goal for on average, one point for every game or something like that. It needs to be like one point and one and a quarter points to make a difference. We need We need three wins. Three wins takes us to... 34 points, and then we can get draws. I mean, that's... I, I look at 35 as you have to hit that first. Where, where do you see three wins here? I'm looking at Southampton's a possibility, maybe, but they're on a good run. Southampton's on a good run. Huddersfield, that's a chance for points. Huddersfield's had a number even when we were in the championship, too. Oh, yeah, but right now they've, they've, they've literally fallen off. Uh, I don't... I think they've honestly pulled a point since... The new year. We play better away generally right now. We do. Um, I mean, I think Bournemouth's on the table. Why the points against Watford? We can we can possibly get some points at Vicarage Road. I think so too. Home to West Brom. Call me crazy, but we've had a knack of getting results against Spurs away. Yeah, but it's at Wembley. They'll, they'll shit their pants. Just saying. Now the question the question is where's where's Tottenham before we get to that in Mar- mid March? Where are they at in the table? <laughs> what do they have around because us? If they're if they get leapfrogged by Arsenal, they're gonna have a lot more to play for. But that it's gonna take a it's gonna take a miracle for that game to be played in, in March because that same weekend is the FA Cup quarterfinals. And they have what, Newport County is a replay on Wednesday. And if they win that, it's they play either Rochdale or Millwall away. There's no way they're not gonna make it to the quarterfinals. Like Secret. I mean, granted, I'm I'm hoping for it because I want to go to Wembley. But they're also in champion. But 
it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. But if they're playing FA Cup and they have Champions League on Wednesday, March seventh against Juventus, the second leg, even if that one's close, they're through. You know what I mean? Like I don't they can probably beat Juventus. Juventus is not strong this year. Right, but th- right after that is the international break, so that game will get moved to April midweek. Our game, you're saying? Yeah, our game. Yeah, when we play mm. Spurs away, that'll be midweek in April sometime. I don't think they're going to end up playing that game on the 16th. Spurs has a lot. They have a lot of hard games left. Yeah, their schedule's not favorable. Who do they have left in April? I don't know, but they got Arsenal this weekend, so. I'm pulling up their schedule currently. Uh, April schedule, they have Chelsea away on the 1st. Stoke away, City at home, Brighton away, Watford at home. That carries them through April. So any one of those weeks where they make it through, <laughs> any one of those midweek, any one of those times midweek, if they beat Juventus, we'll probably have to play them midweek in between legs. Let's see if we can get them between Stoke and Spurs. Let's get them for Stoke and City. Let's get them before City. They'll rest players. Yeah, they will have to. Let's get Sissoko. <laughs> what other points? What other points do you think we got the rest of the season? I don't see why we can't get points against Watford. They don't impress me one bit. They're about as bipolar as they come. Bringing in De Lafeo, that's a that's a great signing for them. They didn't move Dini, and he played today. He scored a penalty, yeah. I believe. So it it all depends. And the way they flip flop managers, you never know what you're going to get from them. There's no there's no reason why we sh- we shouldn't beat West Brom at home. We should beat West Brom. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat them at home. I don't want it coming to that far, but I think so that we've identified, what, two, possibly three that we can take full three points from. I mean, but it's it's going to come down to the very end, Adam, just because it's it's probably going to stay relatively bunched up at the bottom. Yeah, I think so, too. Everton hasn't looked great lately either. I don't know how difficult that game would be at Goodison is never easy obviously but I mean they're a minus 16 right now they're not too too far out of the bottom of the table picture they're sitting they're sitting on 31 they're only seven points off relegation if they keep coming out as flat as they did against Arsenal that they're gonna they're gonna start sinking like a stone I mean I even look at the Liverpool match they're so bipolar too I mean, you never know which Liverpool team's going to show up any given week. Yeah, you never know if they're going to come out and you know score score ten goals or if they're going to come out and just concede ten goals. It's usually both. That's the nature. I mean, I don't even think Leicester City's out of the, the question. They're only sitting on thirty five points. They're only ten points behind us. Yeah, I know. I say only. I mean, that's you know that's quite a bit, but that's from eighth to sixteenth. I mean, yeah, we have twenty five. That's still ten points in between eighth and sixteenth. I think that's still pretty close i don't think that they're that we're that far off from where leicester's at except they score goals i mean we'll have to find goal scorers other than slimani for that game because we won't have them for that they've, one. But. they've scored i mean they've conceded one less goal than us that's it wow yeah but they've but they've scored 38 goals so they're sitting at 35 points of course bournemouth is sitting on 37 goals conceded but they've scored 30 they scored six more goals than us and they're six points ahead of us uh, you know what we might be able to pit points for that one depending on how much of a of a hissy fit uh Mara's continues to have everton and watford have both given up 45 goals guys <laughs> west ham's given up 46 and we pulled the double on that. I, I mean i we don't concede we i mean we literally we have to score goals that's all we need to do is score goals we yeah. and lasalle's not get injured God, that pins a lot on him to do that, but that literally what it comes down to. LaSalle stays healthy. We score more goals, and we should be fine. OG is right. OG is speaking through me right now. And some credit with credit to you. I think Darlow has been... Oh, he's been so awful. Playing some he's time. done. 
He, he, he has to be done. He's done. He's done. Uh, guys, he's done. He's the backup now. And where's the guy from? What countries? What's his nationality? He is Slovakian. See, Slovakian. So he's going to come in and let's hope that he lives up to the billing that scouts have said. Not only that, but, but uh, he can't be, he cannot be any worse than Darlo was on Sunday. No, he can't be. I'm sorry. Darlo, Darlo made some great saves overall, but generally he had a terrible game coming out on some of those balls. He was lost. His distribution was very cruel. Like forget the distribution. Why? When he came out for some of those balls, he was nowhere near it. Yeah. He came out so many times off his line to, to come for a ball and he, he didn't get to it. Yeah, I don't think he he fully grasped the the concept of decision making and when to come off his line and when not to. It just it, it was really rough. I mean, he had some good saves. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, stopping balls that's the minimum. Every goalie should be a good shot stopper. He should have had the penalty too. He did get he did get a good piece. Not of only it. that, but he should have made that penalty save. That penalty take was horrendously taken and he should have I had. Mean, it, hit, it hit him in the arm. It didn't hit him in the hands. It hit him in the arm. The penalty. It was taken the the placement of that ball was almost the exact same spot that Jose Lu took his last yes. week. Yes. Right. Yeah. I agree. Translation. He should have had it. He should have, but when he dove for it, it hit his forearms and didn't hit his hands. And that's the difference. That that's the least of my concerns. The the way he controlled the box was really poor. It was. One thing that does give me some hope about Dubrovka is Pavel Cernicek did rate him quite highly. And that you can say his name correctly. And that I can say his name correctly. Fantastic. And on that note, I think it's time to end. So hopefully this is not a one-off, and uh, we'll be doing this more often. You were ending because you said his name correctly? That's one reason. Oh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well done. (laughs) His his name's like, it's like a hockey name. After watching hockey for so long, that's how I got on the first try. Fair enough. All right, (laughs) gentlemen. It's been great. It's good to speak to you again. I speak to Adam. I speak to Adam more frequently than I speak to Beardy. So, Beardy, it was good to talk to you. It has been. It was fun. This was fun. Hopefully we get to speak in person come come April over drinks. Yes, I'm I'm going to be there. A, a, a I, bottle share podcast? Oh, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I mean, we don't need to turn it into a beer cast. I mean, that's... I, no, can't do it. April, what is it? What weekend? April 20th? The weekend of April 20th? Yeah, April 20th through the 22nd. If you guys haven't started making plans, now is a good time to start looking into flights. If you have any questions, just uh, send a message to the Tsunami America Facebook page. I am an admin, so any questions... I fucking hate Chicago, by the way. I fucking oh, hate Chicago. fuck you. Calm down. It's a much more fun city to explore than St. Louis is. It's different city. Than St. Louis is. St. Louis is the different city. There's a lot to do in St. Louis. I didn't say it wasn't. I said they're different cities. Yes, but it'll be a good time. It will be a very good time. I think this is going to be... I think this will probably be the highest attended of the three that we that we'll have had. Oh, Adam, don't Derek, pat yourself I, on the no, back I, yet. I, no, I really do. I, I really do. Because I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone who's coming here across from across the country. I'm looking forward to everyone here in Chicago welcoming them and having a good time and sharing some drinks, some drinks. and maybe a few shots of Malort. That sounds disgusting. Oh, yeah, it will be. But we have to introduce the out-of-towners to the interestingness that is Malort. I'll put that nicely. I, I will pass. <laughs> You're a smart one. Yes. All right, brothers. Let's let's sign off. And until next time, hoi the lads. <laughs> <laughs>